Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a podcaster, and a pastor. In this week's episode, we hear Jesus tell people truth that they don't want to hear. A Holy Shenanigans story of a teacher who helped me to find my voice when I literally had lost it. And a conversation about three and a half questions of love with a voice amplifying teacher, Dr. Joy Harris Smith. Stay tuned to learn how listening leads us to the powerful love of Jubilee. Because ain't no power like the power of love. Because the power of love won't stop. Have you ever taken part in a call and response song or prayer? In Lutheran worship, you would hear this call and response. The Lord be with you and the response and also with you. In the world of pop music, the song by Pharrell Williams' Happy comes to mind as an example of a musical call and response. Because I'm happy, clap along if you feel the happiness is the truth. Or like this familiar chant in the world of activism, ain't no power like the power of the people because the power of the people won't stop. Say what? Ain't no power like the power of the people because the power of the people won't stop. In the line of call and response songs, chants, and prayer, people are combined in this come and go, back and forth communication. And so is this week's gospel lesson, responding to last week's call to Jesus' proclamation of good news to the oppressed. Jesus proclaims the intent and the scope of his ministry and declares it to be the acceptable year, a jubilee year a year of universal release for persons and property. Jesus proclaims that he is the healer of maladies like poverty, brokenheartedness, bondage, blindness, bruisedness, or crushedness. On this side of history, if I heard Jesus proclaiming good news to the oppressed, 
I'd hope I'd join Jesus in this jubilee celebration. But do I? What happens in this account when Jesus proclaims the good news to the people? Do people respond with a resounding amen? The response to Jesus' call for jubilee and freedom is met with resistance, anger, and the crowd turning against him, rallying together not to seek freedom for the oppressed, but rallying to chase Jesus to the edge of a cliff to push him to the literal dead end. But somehow, Jesus passes through the angry crowd and narrowly escapes the mob in his very own hometown. Jesus' call for Jubilee to set the oppressed free is not only challenging political and economic structures of the day. As Jesus tries to explain the call to Jubilee, he lifts up the voices of other unpopular prophets in his community's history. Remember how we treated Elijah and the widow in Sidon in the midst of a famine? We missed the call for justice there. Do you recall Elijah healing Naaman from Syria? Why is it that only someone from outside our community was healed? What do you think? What is it about these history examples of blessing outsiders that makes people's approval of Jesus turn to rage? I think it's something to do with the fact that Jesus' mission is directed to the poor in a holistic sense of those for whom various reasons are relegated to the margins of society. Jesus refuses to recognize these social determined boundaries. Jesus insists that these very outsiders are the special recipients of God's grace and mercy. The Jubilee of Jesus flips socially determined mores. Jesus' Jubilee will change and redistribute the comfort of the comfortable and comfort those who live without comfort. Jesus' call was one to proclaim that the times they are a change in. Are the people ready for change? No, the people were not prepared for a jubilee that would change the comforts of their world. Could the people affirm the voices of those who had been silenced? Would the people return what could have sounded like a chant for justice? Ain't no power like the power of the people, because the power of the people won't stop. No, the people were dizzied and distressed by Jesus' call for jubilee and change. To me, it seems that the people then, as they probably do now, need more lessons in compassion, in listening and learning that change, growth, and jubilee are not impossible. Because Jesus' jubilee is coming, like it or not. Jesus continues to extend a jubilee call. Jesus refuses to stop, even without a response, or facing the rage of a crowd. Jesus calls for Jubilee, which brings me to my own holy shenanigans story about a personal Jubilee. Once upon a time, I was given an opportunity to attend a continuing education intensive studying the craft of preaching. I was about five years into my vocation of preaching, and I was ready for some new ideas to grow in this skill. I packed my bags, hopped into my car, and headed to the spring intensive. Within a day or so of my arrival, the pollen and the blooming spring of the environment 
overwhelmed my senses, and I completely lost my voice. Cue the song, Isn't It Ironic? How in the world would a preacher preach without a voice? There were some things I could do. I could listen. I could read. I could write. And I could listen some more. I went to my professor's note in hand and explained my vocal dilemma. I worried that they would think I was slacking, that I didn't want to do the work. Some actually insisted that I try to speak anyway, which only led to frustration for the professor, my classmates, and a lot of pain for me. So I tried to live into my calling to listen and wait for healing and restoration of my voice. There was one professor, fittingly named Dr. Joy, that was not upset or bothered by my lack of speaking voice. She did not assume I was trying to slack or avoid assignments. She looked at her lesson plan and assessed my needs as a student and asked my fellow classmates to help present what I would write. In that class with Dr. Joy, I was given space for healing while I listened, learned, and with the help of the voices of my jubilee-affirming classmates, was able to take part, to be included, to have voice within the community. It took some time for my physical voice to heal and return, but my voice of a preacher grew in new and unexpected ways in Dr. Joy's classroom. Even though I'd been preaching for years, my voice, a voice coming from my heart, needed encouragement to grow. Because of Dr. Joy's willingness to listen and meet me where I was, in that classroom, my voice received a call of jubilee, and in return, my heart responded, yes, to jubilee. Dr. Joy's compassion was a real-life holy shenanigans experience of jubilee for me. And so with great gratitude, it is my honor to share Dr. Joy's voice of compassion with you today. Hi there, dear hearts. I'm on a journey to learn more about love. I have three and a half questions about love, and today I have with me my colleague, Dr. Joy, and I'm so thankful that you are here with us for this quest for love. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What do you love, Dr. Joy, about being you? One of the things that I love is that I'm willing to listen. Something that is a trait that I've had for a very long time and has been pointed out to me over and over again that I'm willing to give people a hearing. I love that about myself because I feel like everyone has a story and being willing to hear, being willing to make space as people oftentimes use that phrase. It's one thing to say it, right? But it's another thing to actually do it, Mm -hmm. to listen without judgment, to hear someone out, to listen without trying to think about your response, to really just listen. Yeah, I can say from my personal experience of working with you and talking with you that you have held space for me many times, and I am so grateful for that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I can now listen today, literally, <laughs> <laughs> and glean more wisdom about love. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. So question Absolutely. number two, who do you love? 
Wow. My family, my husband, my children, extended family. I love my students. I love my friends. I love the ministry to which I've been called, and that is to teach. I love gardening. I love learning. I love the environment (laughs) Um, and trying to do my little part of uh, recycling and organizing things before we put them downstairs in our building. Yes. yes. And I love God, of course, uh, the creator the omnipotent, the omnipresent one. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I love. Thank you. How about something that you love to do? Um, I know you mm-hmm. love to teach. I know you love to listen. That's what I've learned mm-hmm. by listening to you so far. But what do you love to do? I like to share Uh, I like to inform, engage in good conversation, encourage. What a difference it makes when I encourage students and I can hear and see what that does for them. I like to offer resources and give information. I had a friend remark one time, I always learn something new when I'm with you. And I enjoy that. (laughs) Um, Most of the times I enjoy providing hospitality. Um, I like going for walks or hiking or being in nature or sitting near water or being on a boat. These are the things that I like to do because they take me to a place I think simplicity and stillness and their reminders in a world that is so busy. For sure. As you think about what you love about yourself, as you think about Mm -hmm. who you love, Mm -hmm. as you think about what you love to do, what message of love would you like to share with people today? Love is an action word, right? It is. It's not something that we just say. I remember someone I knew that would often say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I believe she meant it. But at the same time, when I would look back at certain events in my life and she wasn't present and I just thought, how could you how can you say you love someone and you're never present Mm -hmm. for anything? People would do well to think about how they express their love. Mm -hmm. Right. And how they like to receive love. You're doing something, whether it's listening, Mm -hmm. whether it's being present for someone, whether it's doing an act of of giving or even receiving. It involves action. And those actions, you know, can be interpreted sometimes as passive or active, but you're still engaged. Mm -hmm. Right. Love is definitely an action. It involves your person, your, your mind, your body, your soul. Um, a big church word for this would be perichoresis, ah, right? Yes. The, the dance <laughs> yes. of, of the Trinity um, yeah. in in time and in, in synchronicity and in harmony with God's self. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that is action. It's one of my favorite yeah. big church words. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why I'm asking these questions about love. Yeah. How you show up in the world matters. Definitely. It matters. It matters a lot. And I know that you showing up in my life at the point that you showed up mattered incredibly to me. And I am thankful for all that you continue to teach me. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> it is my pleasure and it is my privilege to be able to to do that. 
So you are beginning the work of your very own podcast. It's almost arrived. It is called That PTA Meeting. And uh, the goal of that is really to inform and encourage and provide some resources for parents. I started out as an educator in my career life, and then I became a parent. But I've always been passionate about education and encouraging and children and helping them to learn. And I just feel like parents need something, especially right now, and perhaps might be an answer for some. Awesome. When more information comes out for that, we'll have the link so you can go check out Dr. Joy's podcast, That PTA Meeting. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me and much love to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. As you consider Dr. Joy's answers to three and a half questions about love, I have a question for you. What would it take for the crowds of Jesus to respond to his call of Jubilee? In their humanness, they needed to see Jubilee. They needed to hear Jubilee. They needed to witness how Jubilee could change the status quo. Jesus' mercy and compassion were lessons the people needed in order for their hearts to grow and to respond to love and jubilee. The people needed lessons in compassion, in listening and learning that change, growth, and jubilee are not impossible. Jesus' jubilee is coming, like it or not. What does it take for us to respond to Jesus' call to jubilee? I think we, like the people in Jesus' hometown, need to see and hear the good work of Jubilee to believe a world united by love is possible. We need to see glimpses of love and Jubilee in real life, just like I saw, witnessed, and experienced Jubilee in Dr. Joy's classroom. An essential ingredient in calling out for love is courage because we don't know how the hearers will receive that call. Will they respond at all? Like Jesus, we need to still continue to call out for love and listen hard for the voices that will respond. Because there ain't no power like the power of love, because the power of love won't stop. This week's poem comes from an old notebook of poetry written in a preaching class of a teacher who helped me to trust my heart in my work as a preacher. Dr. Joy taught me that speaking for love has more to do with a heart that has experienced the mercy of Jubilee than anything else. Thank you to Dr. Joy for being this week's special guest and bringer of joyful Jubilee. Thanks to your call for Jubilee, I've learned to respond and find my heart and my voice for the sake of love. Love flickers, catching the least bit of light and makes everything sparkle with possibility. Love shimmers in corners of books, pages being turned in cozy coffee shops, and travels in the gurgling sound of lattes in progress. Love shows up in the unexpected wagging of a dog's tail, thinking it had forgotten how to play. Ain't no power like the power of love because the power of love won't stop. Love lives in the phone call so needed by a friend you miss. Words of knowing and understanding makes it grow 
Love makes an unselfish idea become a dream and eventually, patiently, and deliberately comes to life. That enlivened dream is shared, called out, and slowly, surely, another soul responds with a word of love out loud. Ain't no power like the power of love, because the power of love won't stop. Love is never-ending, shy to be seen but ready to be duplicated, humble, real, and always waiting for you just when you think you've reached the end of your rope. There is love. Ain't no power like the power of love, because the power of love won't stop. I'm your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Keep on the lookout for Dr. Joy's upcoming podcast, That PTA Meeting. To learn more about Dr. Joy today, visit her website, drjoyharrissmith.com. As we're about the work of extending Jubilee to you, we invite you to reach out to us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, sharing, and following Holy Shenanigans Podcast. Until next time, remember the call and response of Jubilee. There ain't no power like the power of love, because the power of love won't stop.